we don't have to have 50% of coders being women. Right. We don't. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's get the yeah. best coders That's to right. write the best code. That's right. And men, women, it doesn't matter if yeah. their goal is if they're supposed to code. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Dave, you are my pastor and you are not really working in the corporate world so much anymore. And you, there's a yeah. particular trend I want to tell you about. I am in the corporate world. I work for a, a healthcare company. It's a medium-sized healthcare company, and there is a trend in universities and companies mm-hmm. um, that I has been troubling to me. Yeah, and that is DEI. Have you heard of DEI? DEI, diversity, equity, equity, and inclusion. Inclusion. Okay. You remember old uh, diversity trainings? Yes, uh, yes, okay. all the way back. Is, it, long time. They've been yes. around for a long, long time, yep. and Saturday Night Live and has been making fun of those kinds of things and lots of people, whatever. Right. And then they added, okay, not just diversity, but they said, well, diversity without equity, that's not going to work. So it's diversity and equity, and it was diversity and equity for a long time, diversity and equity trainings. Then, okay, no, that's not adequate. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. And actually, just recently, they added another one. This is in the last few, and that's belonging. This is, uh, so <laughs> diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. D-E-I-B plus? D-E-I-B plus. <laughs> it's exactly, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, um, it's very interesting. We So at my company, we have, I don't know if it's a vice president, somebody that's big at the top at the you right. know, C-suite or whatever, that's for, that's, that's about this, D-E-I person. And so every time we have a staff meeting, we have, uh, you know, here's a reminder that it's, uh, you know, the month to celebrate Hispanics, and it's the month to celebrate women, and it's the month to celebrate whatever. And then here are the special things. We got it. So as we're recording this, it is the beginning of May. And so we recently had a had a company wide staff meeting, and so that we had a oh uh, l- let me give you the uh, a little bit about Cinco de Mayo and the uh, I work for a healthcare company. This is this is kind right. of the history of Cinco de Mayo and how important that is to right. uh, Mexican, <laughs> you know, and the. Right. Uh, the, uh, the the person who's saying this is an African American woman, and it's she's just reading off of something that she got off of right. Wikipedia or something. <laughs> right, she right. said some people think it's the Independence Day, but it's really not. And she just went like, "Okay, this is what we're doing, I guess, as yeah. an entire company." Um, the the DEI stuff has gotten, I think, out of control. Mm. It has been absolutely crazy. And as I, I looked up some numbers, and it has been growing and growing and growing. And for the last several years in a row, it has more than doubled every year in its size. And it's up to like $20 billion industry now. Every university, huh. every company, um, e- everywhere, this has become a huge issue. And mm-hmm. with the Black Lives Matter and the um, and other other movements like that, yeah. um, what's happened is if you don't – if a company or a university or an organization does not have – a DEI officer, a DEI program, um, a big investment there, then they're seen as racist, they're seen as uh, misogynistic, they're seen as, you know, that kind of thing. But then if you do have one, then you have to admit we're racist, we're misogynistic, we're, Mm -hmm. you know, 
And so it's a, and what it is is these trainings, um, and I regularly have to go through trainings like this. And yeah. I and I when I look it up, there's lots and lots. I mean, this is if you're in a large company, you're going through this as well. Yeah. And it's uh, trainings about microaggressions, trainings about. And actually, mansplaining, mansplaining, <laughs> like all these kinds of things. Yeah. And, and then there's also uh, not just trainings, but also quotas. And so, okay, in our hiring practice, we're going to make sure that we are hiring, you know, diverse people and, right. you know, these kinds of things. Uh, handicaps has become a big deal now. And so we got to make sure that anyone who's handicapped, I know that for our company, right, we have people who, um, my, our job, a lot of the, most of the people in the, in the, in our company as a hospice company, we're going out traveling all the time into, uh, places to go see our patients right. in their homes or nursing homes, or whatever. Well, you know, what about someone who is blind? Okay. Well, that's going to be tough to drive to somebody's house. Well, no, we can't consider the fact that they're blind anymore. They have, you know, what, how are we going to do this? I, yeah. You know, and it's really, they, they, they can't do the job, but they got to find some way to do it. And right. it's um, it's not working real well. And there's become recently a huge pushback. The Harvard Business Review has been on top of it. They have done a bunch of studies that show that when DEI comes in to a company, Things actually get worse, right? Um, f- uh, and one of the reasons that a lot of people are saying that, uh, or, or their explanation, it's hard to know for sure. They're measuring it, but one of the things that they're saying it is that when uh, when I get taught that microaggressions uh, are a thing, then okay. So if I ask a black person what they do for a living, then that's racism, right? Okay, I'm just going to stop talking to black people, right? And that's happening, right? Um, or when we say, you know, we don't have we don't have enough Asian people in in leadership. Okay, so we're going to hire someone who's not qualified, right? Uh, or there are there's lots of companies and universities that necessarily their policy is we're for prom- when we're looking for promotions, we're looking for managers from within. We're going to look at white people last. Yeah, and we're looking for anyone who's not white who could possibly fill this role. Yeah. yeah. When you start doing that, there is resentment, there is animosity, it creates a hostile work environment. It is not good. And yet right. these companies don't feel like in universities and places not for profits don't feel like they can do anything else. It's it's kind of like the spirit of the age, right? It's yes. it, it's a pressure that's put upon that, that people need to turn around and face. Yes. And evaluate and say, are we really going to do that? Are we are we succumbing to some false pressure here because it's trendy or it's like it's popular, we're gonna get canceled, or people are gonna hate us. Um we need to evaluate what's true. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's we, right. we need some plumb lines to what's, what's that's right. right and wrong over what, that's what's right. happening right now and what's hot in society. That's right. Um, you know, I, I someone that I know uh, sent me a recording of their teacher. This is a teacher fresh from China. Yeah. I couldn't understand a single word. Yeah. Not one word. This right. is a math class. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're trying to to hire people of diversity, and you can't understand them. The, the accent was so heavy. Yeah, not a single word, Willie. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> okay. pretty bad. That's a problem, right? That's terrible for math, and I can't imagine that there's not someone more, oh, not more, someone as qualified in math. If you're talking about like 
Asian history or something. Someone who uh, it, it makes sense that uh-huh. someone who has grown up in or Asian culture, Asian yeah. studies of some sort. Those are valuable things, and I can imagine that you would. Uh, but for math, really, right. there's there's uh, <laughs> well, just just the ability to communicate seems like it would be a, a pretty big priority. Yes, totally. And hiring someone who's trying to communicate for yes. a living. Yes, totally. That's <laughs> I mean, right. right. Who's trying to teach for a living. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's exactly right. I don't know if that was a result of uh, a DEI program, but it, it sure could have been. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that's been happening. Yeah. And, you know, the things that you're saying, I remember being in the 80s hearing people complain about sensitivity training. Sure, sensitivity training. That's what and it used to be called. It yeah. so insulted. Yep. And, and, and these were people that I thought, man, you could use some racial sensitivity. Yeah, that's right. But this is not working. Well, this is not this so is let not me, helping. Let me just it's say, I, 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 I'll say um, this just in case we've got a, you know a new listener who's not heard us before. Um, the The actual goal, I think, of DEI programs, I'm on board with 100. Mm-hmm. percent To make sure that we don't have, make sure that um, under resourced people have the resources that they need. To make sure that we are not discriminating against people um, in employment situations and. I'm for that. I yeah, really am. Right. Making sure that there's not... Things uh, need to be fair. Things need to be fair. Things absolutely need to be fair. But, to a degree. Like, here's an example that recently in the news. Okay. Um, with the whole transgender and sports point, which we've talked about. Yeah, we have. Michael Phelps. The question is, uh, is it fair that Michael Phelps is a swimmer um, that he he's a ma- he identifies as a male. He's a male swimmer, yeah. and he's got huge shoulders, big yep. feet, yeah. long wingspan. Right. He, he just for whatever biological reasons, he is a superior swimmer. He absolutely- That's not fair. We, what are we going <laughs> to? We have to handicap him somehow, right. or we have to give people a head start because we got to make things equitable. Right. That is where this is like common sense. Yeah. has left the building. Okay, right? so that's interesting that you say that because DEI, the E is equitable. Yeah. And that the word used to be um, uh, equality. Mm-hmm. Equality and equitability are, are, different. are very different. Yeah. And maybe you've seen the, uh, there's a great illustration, um, a cartoon sort of, where you got uh, three people who are trying to look over a the fence, fence, right? right? Yeah. And you got a tall person, a medium-sized person, and a short person, and you've got three boxes, and they say equality is everyone gets a box, and so then we stand on it, and the, the two taller people are able to see, and the short person's still not able to see. Right. Um, equity is when you give the tall person's box to the short person, and then everyone actually is the exact same heights because the short person has two boxes. Right. And, the mini bo- and so then they can all see over the fence. That's equity. Okay. Um, in a cartoon, that works really, really well. But that is way, way too simplistic right. to represent actual right. life. I've seen that cartoon take another step where the fence is gone. Right. right. So, yeah. so you know, yeah. in some places we can take out the fence, and so someone who is right. tall. So, uh, you know, it depends on how you are defining your symbols here, sure. but that's certainly something that could be done. Um, the other thing is that it also assumes that someone... Um, so, so someone's shortness is not something that they can do anything about. Right. But there's not a whole lot in life that holds a person back that is something that they can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. That is, so there are some things, but there's a lot of things that that's just not true. Right. If you're born poor and you don't have much money, uh, you can work. And so it's not like you are inevitably going to yeah. be poor until someone gives you a whole bunch of money every month. Right. 
right? You can work. And so you're not short forever. You can grow. And so there's not a whole lot that keeps somebody short forever. Or is that so bad? I mean, think about all the people who go on American Idol and they yeah. want to be a they want to be a superstar, right. And they can't sing, right? How many thousands upon thousands of people do that? And and what they need to hear is you can't sing, right? Don't do this, right? I mean, that's why everyone loved and appreciated Simon Cowell because he just called it the way it was. That's it right. was. Uh, you don't have that talent. Yes. But today's cultures, you can do anything you want to do. That's right. You can get a computer to fix your intonation problems. You can, like, you can just... That's right. It doesn't matter if you have talent or not. It's all equal playing field. And I think, no, they're just... If if Phelps has a superior body body for swimming and he wins a lot... Hey, that's that's how he came out of the womb, and that's that's his thing, right? That totally. And if, if I can't swim worth a lick, then then I have to be okay with that. At you some have to point, be okay right? with that, and you've got to figure out what is going to be your thing, and not life isn't fair in right. that sense. But then we struggle and we work, and you can't just do anything that you want. But what these the DEI and the, these crazy they're, they're talking about woke system, liberals are. Tr- Trying to talk about systems, and that's a little bit different. It is. That was the intentionality. But that's now, right. it, like I said, the common sense has left the, left the building. The common sense has left the building, yeah. Has there been a lack of equality and equal treatment in um, hiring practices and in HR? Absolutely. And yeah. those need to be rectified. Do we need to, you know, have women been oppressed and um, harassed in ways that are totally inappropriate, kept out of management positions because they're women? Absolutely. That stuff has happened. Right. We've got to battle that for sure. I'm there. Right. But the equ- answer is not to just promote means, mean, meaninglessly right? so some without of the, any so qualifications. Some of these examples, um, equity means, well, here's a, uh, the, the University of California system has taken out um, uh, college entrance exams mm-hmm. for to de- determining whether, because you might have gone to a poor school, and so maybe you are just haven't been educated enough, and so your SAT scores are super low, and that's the reason that is keeping you out of college. Well, that's what college is about, is... Uh-huh. <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it's... Um, they're taking away all of the... It doesn't... You can do whatever you want to do. There's no... There's no... Uh, right. Uh we don't have to have 50% of coders being women. Right. We don't. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's get the yeah. best coders That's to right. write the best code. That's right. And men, women, it doesn't matter if yeah. their goal is if they're supposed to code. Yeah, so uh, obviously this is hitting um, home for for me with three kids looking to go into industries. Yeah. One of my boys wants to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the opportunities are for women. In yeah. engineering, because mm-hmm. all these men want to be engineers, right? Because, well, probably because that's the way their brain works, right? And my daughter wants to be a vet, uh-huh. and um, all of the veterinary schools want men because there are gobs of women who want to be. Well, maybe it's because they nurture and they care for animals, and like there's something. Maybe there's yes. something too. There's something to the that. differences of you know men are from Mars, whatever that book was. Yeah, women are from Venus and men are from Mars. Uh-huh. Um, maybe there's some some truth there. Yeah, and and maybe. Uh, you're right. If there's a woman who wants to be an engineer and she's she's got the chops, I I am that is great. Because that's a tendency. All for that. It's a tendency. Not all uh, men have right. the same. It's, you know, a have this, it's a generalization. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's and if, right. And if they whatever whatever each individual's person's chops are, mm-hmm. I want them to excel and use their gifts and benefit society. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if they're black or white or male or female or Asian or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but this this is this is turning into chaos. It's turning into chaos. That's right. That's right. Um, one way to think about what does it mean to have a fair workplace or a fair um, uh, university or whatever is uh, we think about two ma- basic principles. The first is procedural fairness, mm-hmm. that whatever procedure is happening is the same for everybody, no matter who you are. And most people really, really want that. If they feel like there's different procedures for some people than there are for right. others, right. then that is... Ri- and I'd rather have procedural fairness, even if it works against me in some circumstances, mm-hmm. because then if that's the procedure, that I can follow the procedure, or right. maybe I fall short. Well, it doesn't matter, I, it, but it's fair for everybody. Uh-huh. Well, I, my question is, like, historically, I'm sure there were procedures that disadvantaged African-Americans. Absolutely. Right? And so that's that's where, like, the procedure itself needs to be analyzed, evaluated. That's right. But, it, yeah, if we can come up with something that is as equitable as possible, mm-hmm. is that, did I even say that right? Um, then the procedure, whatever the... Yeah, those hoops are then. Then that's that's fine. Fair enough. Yeah. So we need to make sure that those. Uh, but uh, by and large, right. um, procedures nowadays, if they are overtly racist, the way they have been in the past. Yeah, you think about like voter um, right. uh, things that you say. Okay, well, you have to. Um, how many soap bubbles are on this bar of soap? Okay, that's obviously not. And you know, some people have to take that test, and other people don't have to take that test. Right. That's obviously anyway. Procedural fairness. The other main fairness or justice kind of thing in the workplace that people like to talk about is called distributive fairness. That is, uh, the more you give, the more you get. Mm-hmm. So this is like a difference in pay. If you are working harder or longer or are more effective in your job, you should get more money. And I think all of us basically understand that, right? As right. A, as a salesman, if a salesman or woman, whatever, um, sells more. And they get more money. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh-huh. That's fair. So what you give is what you get. And more years of experience, then you get a raise, and you know these kinds of things. But with this DEI stuff, there's a third way, a third way of thinking about fairness that has come in, and that's the equity, and that is equality regard uh, re- equality of outcome regardless of Talent, where you're starting. Effort, totally. Yeah, That's right. Hours spent. And the thing is, the only way to get equity is to violate procedural fairness. Uh huh. The only way to get equity is to violate procedural fairness, where That's we right. treat people differently. Yep. And that is, or another way to say it, I suppose, is equity um, means that uh, we don't care what a person produces or or uh, who they are. What we well, all we care about is that everyone gets to the same place in the end, uh-huh. and the but we're all different, right? We're all different. That's that's a form of communism that we just yes. it doesn't work. Yes, um, everyone everyone's going to work and contribute. We're going to split this up fairly. Yeah, no, no, yeah. that does not work with sinful people. It just yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it never that's will. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, Chris Rufo is a um, uh, educator uh, who's young who's who speaks out against this, and he has come up with. Um, three things that are just the uh, that he thinks are opposing DEI, that he says equality, merit, and colorblindness. Hmm. I'm not sure I like the word colorblindness. I think that's mm-hmm. um, that could be. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I like that exactly. Could, um, I, yeah, I can think of a different phrase. Uh, say them again. 
Equality, Equality. Merit, merit, and colorblindness. Right. I'd rather like character or yeah, uh, individual character. Yeah. Or if he wants to. Like, yeah. So EMC, and he's he's saying uh, this is a way to get uh, to a good place because we're not. Right. These issues need to be addressed. We are not where we need to be yet in a workplace, in the universities, in not for profits. Mm-hmm. We're not where we need to be. We fairness is not. We don't have a completely fair system. Based on race, based on gender, based on mm-hmm. lots of things, but DEI and now DEIB, I think, is not the way to go. Yeah, there are some people who are mm-hmm. working in that industry. I think who are doing good work. Right. Um, I don't mean to just to say that all the work is bad, um, but I think that there are some things right. that it, it has really gone overboard, and there's not much correction for it that yeah. I see. Not enough that I have seen. And like I've, I keep saying over and over again, uh, what, what as a white man, what do I get to do with all the ways that I've been mistreated? Yeah. What can I blame that on? Where yeah. can I? Where can I get right. some? You know, where can I go? Yeah. Where's my restitution for any of that? Right. You know. Right. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. This is where you know some of the extreme examples in, of DEI trainings. You can go online and see where it, it talks about like uh, to be white is to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that all white people need to uh, uh, voluntarily give away all their power because right. you know th- these kinds of things. Yeah, but, I mean, I, sometimes I ask myself with with white privilege mm-hmm. like what are my privileges mm-hmm. i believe that there are some there are some absolutely yeah i no believe doubt. there are some for sure especially and when i look back through my life yes the further back i go the more privilege i see yes um but currently i'm wondering uh more so where is what exactly is my privilege the best way I've heard to describe it, and this is not measurable, but it feels intuitive to me. So I recognize it's not measurable, but yeah. I've heard it described this way, that white people, as they go out through their life, and especially as they're growing up, they get uh, more chances to mess up and have a redo uh-huh. than uh, people of color. and. Yeah. How many chances is that? I don't know, whatever. But like you get a devastating illness or you make a really stupid decision or what? Right. white people, you we can basically there's have a few of those in your life before you're you just yeah. kind of screwed. Where I think black people, Hispanic people, you do like one or two and you're done. I I tend to think of it in terms of psychology a lot. Like okay. well, that's where I come down to is like um, I was poor. I worked really hard. I was I was discouraged at times, overwhelmed mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as part of the majority culture, perhaps yeah. psychologically felt like stay to it, stay with it. You can, you know, eventually yeah. this is going to get better. Yeah. Um, whereas I, if I think about being in a, an environment that is impoverished mm-hmm. and um, and mm-hmm. maybe one parent or the other broken factors in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I feel generally that I'm unwanted by my country and I don't feel like I have the same mm-hmm. opportunities. Then that psychology is a very powerful force. It is. Negative yeah. thinking is very disruptive. And they're, they're starting to measure this and quantify it as well. Mm-hmm. It actually shortens your life and, mm-hmm. and reduces your brain matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the more like stress that there's no resolve, the more anger that you have that, that there's no forgiveness or resolution. Yeah. All those sort of negative emotions are doing damage. It's huge. And, and, and I definitely see that. Yes. I definitely see huge psychological differences um, and environmental factors where, you know, I, I, we didn't have a lot of money, but um, I was in a, in a neighborhood and 
uh, I wasn't in like a, uh, an impoverished, you know, I had a, I had a decent school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all that I can, like I said, the further back in my life, I can see more and more and more privilege. Yeah. As I, as I'm sitting where I am and looking forward, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make any more money. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I, like I'm, I've raised my kids yeah, you know, like it, it, they they're fighting for scholarships that that are going to people of color, which is I, I'm not terribly upset about. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times when I've been upset by it, mm-hmm. and I do worry about their future with this whole DEI B plus whatever. Yeah, um, you know that that if if it keeps getting crazier and crazier, right, then it then it just just becomes a a, a disadvantage to be white and. Um, you know, in, in the whole idea, like in that previous segment about punching up, or like, oh yeah, hey, the rumblings of the people who don't have um, the the people in power just have to accept. Yep, I get that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if I if I if I look at people of color rumbling about that, and I look at people at the top of some con- corporate conglomerate, I identify with the people of color. Sure, I feel like I've been fighting my whole life against a system that that I don't feel like I've had every advantage or. Mm-hmm. Capability. I, I wasn't born rich. There's no silver spoon. I didn't have uh, opportunities to just drop in my lap. I've had mm-hmm. lots of, uh, of bad things happen, and it, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I, you know abuses. And yet, I have to. I have to recognize it must have been worse. It must have been worse. Oh, I think that's right, and that's especially psychologically. Psychologically, I hadn't thought about that in those terms, but I think you're exactly right. But I think it yeah. also illustrates that you've had some bad things happen in your life, and you're doing fine now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've had more chances because you're white than an African American. If they went through the same thing, at some point, like there's just you can't come back from it. You can't come back from it. Right. You're talking mentally. Mentally, but then also like emotionally. Health. You know, if my son goes off the rails, uh, he's he's white. Right. Actually, uh, he's yeah, adopted. You. But the, the whole legal system. The legal yeah. system, and then also his parents, yeah. his grandparents are going to be there to rescue him in various ways. Uh, in a way that that's not true for mm-hmm. uh, the, the, anyway. It's it's those kinds of right. things, but that's not to say that life is easy for white people. It is not. Life right. is not easy for anybody. And there's you, you yeah. go to uh, trailer parks around here, and I've been to a bunch of them in my work, and yeah, there are people who are really really yeah. uh, oppressed. To put a finer point on it, I think what I'm saying is that I resent the idea that because I'm white, I should be identified with the powerful white. Fair enough. Yes, 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 yes. Um, or that the powerful white, because they're white, is what has made them evil. Correct. Um, instead of that's the right. fact that they they're just in power and they that's have right. opportunity and yeah, privilege. That's and right. They're just using it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't want to divorce from history where being white was right and being black was, was you're, you're to be a servant you're to be a, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll debate whether you're fully human. Mm-hmm. That, that's not too far back. No, it's not. You know, like that, that's, those are real. This, this discussion also reminds me of the movie White Man's Burden. Have you seen I that one? I have seen that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just a jarring movie that even though you understand the premise, as you go through it, it's still, like, every time it comes up, you're like, whoa, what is this about? Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, about the, the difference in the psychology, I think, it, it, that movie illustrates it really well. Yeah. So I think that I think that white privilege is waning in society, and I no think doubt. that's that's moving towards equity yes. or fairness and equality, both. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think that that ne- this training or government uh, um, programs are necessarily the the, the part that <laughs> gets the credit. Although I don't, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, 
what's the direction we need to move? I don't know. We right. have a problem, I, and I'm not seeing this is doing much good. And right. honestly, people don't, but we don't know exactly when it has been measured. It has been, uh, it doesn't do what it's saying it's doing. Yeah. It doesn't. And and reverse discrimination is is real, and I don't want to move in that direction. No. Um, it is it is a form of reparations mm-hmm. um, that that people are uh, I guess some people in society are willing and others are not and and that that opens that whole discussion of what would actually be fair and, and work mm-hmm. I, what would that be I have no yeah, idea yeah. How, how you could solve that problem but it, it seems like at this point we need to just say can we all agree that uh, we will treat people by the content of their character we will we will um, uh, learn from each other and mm-hmm. but you know it, people are people us and them it, it's uh, where do i feel comfortable where do i feel known where do i feel loved our society is 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 more and more broken yeah yeah and uh and i'm not sure that that going backwards is the answer no we don't we yeah. don't want that we want the way of love anyway we're starting to ramble so we should wrap this up all right that's enough <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we've got bonus episodes for you. You've asked for them, we got them. Yep, more Hopper goodness. Bonus episodes are only for our Patreon subscribers. We're a little bit freer to tell stories we really don't want out there in the public. It's kind of like Hopper Podcast After Dark. Ooh, like that time that we went to see the Rock Hard Willie Band. Yeah, but you've said too much. Okay, well, listen, it's easy. Just touch or swipe on the cover art of the Hopper Podcast on your podcasting app. Go there and find the show notes. Follow that link. And sign up to give us a little bit of money each month, like $5, $10, $20. At any level, you're going to get immediate access to all of our bonus episodes. And we'll also send you a special link to a new private podcast feed. And you will get all the bonus episodes on your phone automatically. We love our Patreon supporters, and we treat them right. So if you want to hear about Willie's Dirty Laundry, oh, come on. sign on up. You know who you are. Thanks so much for your support. You can become a Hopper Podcast Insider today. Dave, I recently came across um, a list of some hilarious campaign slogans for politics, mm-hmm. uh, political campaign slogans. Um, everybody's got to have some sort of campaign slogans, and that's been the way for a long, long, long time. Right. And there are some of them that have uh, gone really well, and some have gone really poorly. Do you? Me- I remember um, some time ago uh, during a, the Republican um, uh, runoff. Uh, Jeb Bush, do you remember his campaign slogan? No, not top of my head. Jeb with an exclamation point. Jeb! Jeb that's right, Jeb. Jeb! That did not go so well for him. Um, let's see. The, <laughs> I think, let me just start off with the worst one. Oh, boy. Uh, this is in 1928. New York Governor Alfred E. Smith was running for president as the Democratic nominee in 1928. And this was during Prohibition. And he was uh, his camp. His big campaign mm-hmm. was to end prohibition. Yeah, he wanted to bring alcohol back to the United States. Yeah, and that'll get you elected. So dry. <laughs> so all these dry counties. I mean, the whole country was a dry country. I guess right. if you could put it that way. His campaign slogan in 1928, as he was running for president as a Democratic nominee, was "Make all your wet dreams come true." Really, that was that was his campaign slogan. Wow. Yeah, uh, he did not win. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow, that's terrible. Um, Back in the in the nineteen twenty eight too, man. Nineteen twenty eight. That's that's really brazen. That's really really brazen. Um, New York Governor in, in nineteen forty four. New York Governor uh, Thomas Dewey. Um, you, there's that famous uh, picture of. Um, was it Dewey defeats Truman, uh-huh. right? Which wasn't actually true, right, but right. you remember that story. So, yeah, I've seen so that that's, picture. Mm-hmm. Do you, his um, slogan for that campaign was, well, do we or don't we? Boo. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, in 1964, uh, the, uh, uh, man, what is it? Oh, yeah. Um, Barry Goldwater was running for president. Um he was, uh, of course, a really a right wing nut job. Uh, he, he was a villain in a movie with 007, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, his campaign slogan was, in your heart, you know he's right. In your heart. You can't say it out loud. He lost. But in your heart. Yeah. Um, actually, there was a response. Lyndon B. Johnson uh, was running against him huh. and his response was in your guts you know he's nuts <laughs> talking about gold okay yeah, anyway yeah. um you remember jimmy carter in 1976 yeah. his he won but his slogan was not just peanuts yeah yeah uh more recently there was a um uh republican candidate christine o'donnell um in 2010 her big uh, campaign slogan was, I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. Have you seen this uh, campaign ad from her? She I starts not. off, but apparently there were um, uh, some uh, rumors that she was a witch. And she, so she's re- the main message is, I'm not a witch, I'm you. Okay. Uh, yeah, which is weird. Which, does that have anything to do with being Irish? I don't know, maybe. I hadn't thought about that. Huh. Yeah. Um, Franklin, let's see. Franklin, let's yeah, see. Yeah, Frank, Franklin, <laughs> Franklin Pierce ran um, shortly after, um, no, what is it? He saw himself as a natural successor to the popular uh, Democratic incumbent, James K. Polk. And so then his slogan was, we poked you in 44, we shall pierce you in 52. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was that was in the 1800s. We poked you in 44, we're, we'll pierce you in 52. Yeah, that's just like, uh, wow. Why don't you just say, um, all my secretaries have a nice ass. Right. Right? Like, how sexist and, and I don't know. Whatever. Then here's one. Uh, let me. This will be the last one. This one's not an American one, but it's a. a, a I have a sign here. This is a guy from the Philippines uh, who was running for office named uh, Jun Jun Soto. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Jun Jun. Yeah. Um, let me show you his sign. I'll do my best, but I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that honesty, man. Look I'll at do that. my I'll best. I'll do my best. But I can't promise anything, man. I, Look at that. I like, that's the opposite. I like that, man. That, that's uh, oh. that's what every politician should be saying. I think he lost. Yeah, um, but well, yeah. because people want to buy into a bunch of BS, they want to they want to buy make believe. They do. They do. I'll cast do cast a vision of something that you'll never do. Right. So I can believe in you. That's typical of so many politicians. He. I, I think I would have voted for him, but I think that you and I are not typical. Well, I yeah. don't know what is what he was promising, but. 
or what he was hoping to do. He didn't right. promise any. He, right. he specifically said, no promises. There's, there's something really honest about that, right? There yeah. is. Okay, yeah. so if you're going to work- I want to do my best. Hey, I'm a normal guy. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to do my role. I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to go back to my job. That's yeah. what the politics was supposed That's to be. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what yeah. democratic po- politics are supposed to be. And someone who is going to do that, man, I'm, I, yeah. I, I appreciate that kind of honesty. I, I want to I help and do something- for the, for society, I'm not looking to become a career politician and an insider trader yeah. and get all kinds of wealth and, totally. and clout because and promise you I'm stuff a, that is I'm not going to be selfish turd like you know. Yeah, looks like we're going to have Trump and Biden as our. You think uh, Trump's going to get through all this? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Make America great again. So uh, that'll be his slogan, his slogan again. I'll bet. I think he, I think there was a tweak to it. Um, well, so the second time he ran, it was keep America great again, or keep America great, or something like that. Yeah, I think it'll probably be another little tweak, don't you think? I don't. I think he's going to go back to make America great again, with the idea yeah. that it was great under Trump, right? And right. So, and Biden uh, is, and Biden has ruined everything, yeah. and so we're going to go back to Trump. Right. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what Trump, uh, Biden's. You know, man, uh, I would. I, I know be. that I would never run for president, and I couldn't do that job, and I'm, I'm probably yeah. not smart enough for it, and all that. But I would really love to see a candidate who can form good sentences. <laughs> You know, yeah. Biden can't speak anymore. That's and right. Trump. I mean, sometimes well, he's you speaking. Say like, what in the I world think... are you saying? So Biden, everyone beats up. I'm happy to beat up on Biden, and but he's never been able to speak. He has been, you know. Well, I don't want to pick on him for the stutter. Like, I, I'll, the stutter's fine. That's different. That's right? different. I'm not talking about that. By yeah. the way, you know, just just to, okay. to back up here, I yeah. don't want to make fun of people with a stutter. At sure, all. sure, sure. But he seems to be getting like dementia or something. Like, well, that's possible, but I don't. Uh, he he is speaking you slower. Think he's always been that way. He has. Uh-huh. If you go back to interviews when he was younger, he just is not a clear-spoken person. That is uh-huh. not his. And honestly, um, that doesn't bother me very much. The right, right. The the uh, um, skills that you need to get elected are very different than the skills you need to run to, to, to do your office whether it's president or legislator or that's whatever a problem by the way it's a that's a huge problem we can put that in the hopper but um i think it's clear he does not have great skills in running an election and uh-huh. being elected uh, i think he does have great skills as a legislator i don't know how and i think that's it's you know whether you like his policies or not he has been very effective in the senate very very effective and i as a president, he's gotten a lot of things through, and he really does bring people together. And I think he's very skilled. But you're right; he's but he's never been good at, at yeah. interviews, speeches. I mean, that's just not his thing. I mean, I think he's made some big mistakes. Fair enough. Yeah, and um, but Trump, the thought of going back to Trump and the and the polarization that will result from all that yeah, totally and, the chaos. Oh my word! I don't know, man. I just, I don't like. Can we have some always, new I hope candidates, it's, please, yeah, please, please? Yes, and you know, I want Andrew Yang. You know, he he has stuff that I don't like exactly, but he's outside the box and he's thinking of things in a different way, and uh-huh. he doesn't fit the categories. And anyone like that, I'm I'm for. He's mm. he's got a fresh perspective. His slogan is "Make America Think Harder," M A T H. Make America Think Harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had those red hats with math on them, and uh, <laughs> you know. But he's just he he just uh, anyway. Um, it doesn't have to be him. It could be any. I mean, and he's not great at being. He's much. Be- he's much better. He will be a much better president than get someone who's going to get elected. He's terrible at making speeches, hmm. and I get that. So he'll never yeah. be elected. Um, but his ideas and his effectiveness as a leader in his companies right. has has been tremendous. Yeah, 
Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. But other people too. I don't, you know, I mostly like him because he's got fresh ideas and he's really thought things through. Yeah. Instead of instead of signing on to the same old same old crap. broken narrative yeah. parties. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, hmm. Anyway. All right. Campaign slogans. Campaign slogans. There we go. for listening to the hopper podcast you made it to the end of this week's episode congratulations you win a fake hezbollah beard oh wow halloween's coming up yeah i guess so to claim that prize write to us at the hopper podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287 join us next time when we will discuss my favorite recipe for mustard cookies yum i'm getting it perfected okay Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by King Chuck and Chamomile Tea. King Chuck and Chamomile Tea. They like mustard cookies. Okay. All right. Or ketchup cookies. Ketchup cookies, yeah.